Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Tonight, we'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. I don't know if it makes it more challenging or not, but it comes down to one race, which makes it just different. You know, Harvick's beat us all. I, I beat Harvick the year I won. Truex beat both of us last year, you know, so I think it's just uh, it's just a matter of being able to go out there and, and race your race. You know, all we can do is, uh, is prepare the best we can and do the same thing that... Uh, you know, we've gone down there before, and let's try our best. That's all you can do at the end of the day. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our screen. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you, getting you dialed in to Ford Championship Weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. We're going to take a look back at this past weekend's doings out there in the desert at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. On this week's show, we're going to talk with drivers that have a shot to win the championship in Homestead. Got a lot of them lined up that you'll be hearing from over the course of the next 60 minutes. First up in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, Brett Moffitt's going to join us, and he'll talk about making the show this weekend in the Ford EcoBoost 200. In the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, Kyle Busch's crew chief Adam Stevens will stop by. We'll chat about getting his team to a second championship on Sunday evening there in the Ford EcoBoost 400. MRN.com senior writer Pete Bastoni is going to slide through. We'll talk some NASCAR Xfinity Series racing with him, and we'll talk about the storylines of the weekend and what you can expect at MRN.com. We'll also look back at the Can-Am 500 at ISM Raceway with the NASCAR Live Backtracks. Kim Coon's going to have a social media minute. We'll preview the latest MRN podcast on Jack Roush, and we'll preview this weekend's races with Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, and much more. But to get us started this weekend, we got some sad news on Monday night that NASCAR legend David Pearson has passed away. He passed away at the age of 83, the Silver Fox, for many years, winning many races in the Premier Series, 105 of them to be exact. He was quite a talented man on the racetrack, and he no doubt was a legend. He was a champion. He was a Hall of Famer. It was for many years that he was the thorn in Richard Petty's side, and they gave us a lot of racing to look back on. And David Pearson, just a classy man that had uncanny ability behind the wheel. We look back on the legend of David Pearson, who passed away Monday at the age of 83. To start with, I guess, the first part of it is when I would go climb a tree at the fairground, you know, watch the boys run and stuff like that. And I always said when I got big enough that that's what I wanted to do. Three-time Winston Cup Grand National Champion, the Purolator Mercury, David Pearson, the Silver Fox. I run for it but three times, and I won it three times, and that's when I was with Cotton Owens. So, uh, but I did win the championship with him in 66, and I went with Holman Moody, and I won it twice with him. Then I left there and went with the Wood Boys. It would have been something. I just wondered how many races I could have won or championships I could run if I would have been with the Wood Brothers for a long time. Jackie, I'm in the pits with the Wood Brothers. 
Leonard Wood. He had more self-confidence than anybody I've ever seen. Pearson has opened up a pretty healthy lead on Richard Petty right now. He's about 10 car lengths ahead. Extremely determined. Pearson's got that steering wheel clutched in his hand as he comes through turn number three, and Richard Petty behind him. Looked ahead, almost could sense danger. Race smart, easy on the brakes, never gave out. Always had his competitors guessing and not letting him know what to expect until it was too late. Richard Petty is in front. They almost touch in turn four. Here comes Pearson down the inside. It could be a dead heat finish at the line. David Pearson wins it. I went to Daytona uh, the first time. I think I was running about 157 mile an hour at that time. And I never had run that fast. Didn't know what it was. I know they had a caution. I throwed my arm out the window. I'd like to broke it. The wind blowed it back and all that stuff. But I really enjoyed it. Well, it has been some race here today to finish the Daytona 500. And I don't think the crowd has ever seen a more spectacular finish to any race. But that day, he was much stronger than I was. There's no way I could have ever caught him if he just stayed low and stayed in his group. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? He's still moving. The car stops 300, 400 feet shy of the finish line. Pearson is still running. When he hit the wall, I didn't have no idea where he was at or where I was at. There's was smoke and stuff. And, and in fact, uh, they said on the radio, I asked him, where Richard, where's Richard? But uh, luckily, you know, because I started spinning, I, I pushed the clutch in, you know, because I've always heard all my life, if you spin and, and don't match the clutch in, you run the motor, turn it backwards or something, you know, and drop a valve things. Because uh, I started spinning and I pushed my clutch in. David Pearson moving down through as they come to the stripe. The winner is car number 21. Is there a, a race that you wanted more than a 500? You've waited a while for this. I've waited a long time. <laughs> In fact, this is the first time I've ever won this one, and uh, I guess that just means a whole lot to me. I don't know, to tell you the truth. I feel like that I've always tried to be honest with people, you know. I hope they don't just say he's a good old boy or was a good old boy or something like that, but uh, just remembers what I was. David Pearson, the Silver Fox leaving us at the age of 83, but leaving us with a lot of memories in the process. Coming up next, we'll look back on this past weekend's Can-Am 500 at ISM Raceway in Phoenix with an NASCAR Live Backtracks. And later, we'll have our AutoZone Driver of the Week, Brett Moffitt, brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone, AutoZone. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Right now, save on five quarts of Castor Ledge Full Synthetic or Synthetic High Mileage Motor Oil and an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for $27.99. Upgrade to a Mobile One Filter for $3 more. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Ready for some good news? Life insurance is more affordable than you think. Ready for some even better news? Your coverage can start today. An eFinancial agent is ready to help you select the right policy from the most trusted life insurance companies. And it's all done over the phone. One call and you're on the way to the protection your family needs. Call 1-866-244-5580 to get covered today. Or get a quote at efinancial.com. In all states or situations. We've got a NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for tuning us in on this week's NASCAR Live. This past Sunday at ISM Raceway, seven drivers raced their guts out for three seats in this year's championship run at Homestead Miami Speedway. There was no shortage of drama, as you'll hear in this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Elimination day. It is time to find out right now what four drivers will move on and race for a championship. Harvick was in a week ago, but now he's out. His back is against the wall. Have a good day, guys. 10-4. You too, old man. Thanks for letting me be a part of this deal. Got everything else accomplished this week. I got one more goal to win this race, so... Let's get her done. Simple, man. Appreciate the help. Green flag is in the air. We are underway. Ready, ready, ready. Green, green, green. Truex, a bit of a surprise. He's way back there in 15. Black and side, Mike. Black and front, Grand Pierre. I don't. It's been really slippery since the start. Harvick slides up the racetrack. Elliott goes to the inside as Harvick is off the pace. Well, you got to wonder what's wrong with Kevin Harvick. Ty Dillon will go by. McMurray goes by. Kevin Harvick with a problem. Coming dive bumping inside. Got a flat tire here or something. Hold your line here. Got one coming to your bumper here. What do you got? Got a flat. Clear down. After this one, clear down. Clear down. Got 43 coming inside. Then you're clear. It's clear, clear, clear down. Right side. If you just want to change the right, just change the right. Right side, right side. Drama right here at the end of stage number one. A flat tire by the race leader, Kevin Harvick. It looked like they just went flatter to melt the beat. No, it's not a beat. It's not definitely not a beat, so it's not temper-related. Okay, 10-4. Because I never had any brake made or anything. Yeah, the wheel and all the temperatures were fine. It was like a tire failure. Trouble up in turn number three. One car hard into the outside wall. Lost it all by himself is Clint Boyer. You all right, man? Yeah, I blew it right for you. Sorry about that. Pretty much the same of our playoffs, boys. I'm going to go to the garage, obviously. Yes, sir, to the garage. What in the world has happened to Kurt Busch, Joe? Kurt Busch passed the caution car before coming to pit road. A one-lap penalty. The pace car speed is faster than pit road speed. I, I don't know what to tell you. Got to come in, stop at the stall, no work. Yeah, we have to come in, stop in the box, and not work on it, nobody over the wall. Then they'll send us. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Long way to go, man. Got a good car. We'll be fine. Stay calm. Agonizing down there for Kurt Busch. He has just been released, although he's been le released one lap down. This is the most horse call I've ever been a part of in my life. Yeah, man, simple. Sorry, we'll worry about that afterwards. We got a uh, lot of work to do the next 160, but we can do it. I can't see 
can pace car when I'm off the road. You can't see us. Can you pass the pace car at Martinsville? No, I don't think we can anywhere. I don't need the word think. I need to know. No, you cannot. I don't even know where to find that info right now, but no, you cannot. It's there. It's on the straight part of the back straightaway before you even uh, get into the curve like it is here. All right, some of those guys stayed out. No wave around eligible. We'll be pitting here. Four tires for fuel. Get off the lap back. What did I do different than that? Or the guy before me? Tell me. We crossed the yellow line before the pace car did on entry. Not everybody keeps a cool head. For a driver, it's difficult sometimes when things are not going well. And apparently, uh, that's the case with Kurt right now. Not real calm. Drop the f***ing rule book off next time, too, when I pit. Fucking so read it, Kurt. Take a deep breath. You got a fast race car. You got a lot of time to get there. You just need to, you got to take a deep breath, get your head back in this. Don't worry about that damn pit stop right now. It's over with. Worry about these next 155 laps. All right, bud? 10 four, good buddy. There they come off of the corner, nearly four wide for the top spot as Kyle Busch goes to the bottom and they're crashing behind him. Kurt Busch. Terribly sorry, guys. I didn't get the job done. No, man, nothing for you to be sorry about. We're not going to be defined, bud. By one moment on the year, man. Hell of a job. We love you. Kyle's got it made, though. Coming to the start-finish line, he's going to wrap it up with a win here at ISM Raceway. He's going to Miami. Kyle Busch wins the Can-Am 500. Yeah, buddy. Checkered. Good job, guys. Woo! Yeah! Hell yeah! Awesome job, team. Woo! Great job, driver. Way to hang in there, buddy. Take a little momentum with us down the homestead. Kyle Busch along with Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr. and Kevin Harvick will be fighting for the 2018 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Championship this weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. Coming up on NASCAR Live, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship contender Brett Moffitt will join us. And later, MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni will stop by. I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo, I'm on that honey to bloom and it get in my feathers like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. Outback steak house. That's what it's all about. Outback steak Recognizing champions on the track is easy, but we must look a bit harder to recognize champions off the track. Each year, the NASCAR Foundation celebrates four NASCAR fans who are winners, true champions for children in their communities, as finalists for the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. Each of these NASCAR fans is a winner, but only one can take home a $100,000 donation from the NASCAR Foundation to further their efforts to help children. Your vote matters. Go to nascarfoundation.org award to cast your vote today. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship contender Brett Moffitt joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. MRN.com has you covered. Check out our original digital program, Motorsports Monday, with Joey Meyer and Woody Kay. Wing Nation with Steve Post and Aaron Everham. NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. Crew Call with Sammy Joe and Rocco. NHRA Talk on the Straight Line. Classic NASCAR races on Throwback Thursday. The Inside Line has all your fantasy racing picks. Rip the Fence with Tyler Burnett and Dylan Welch. MRN.com original digital programs. 
change is good. You're either growing together or growing apart. You know, some, some kind of change is always happening. There are plenty of changes in the NASCAR garage in 2018. What isn't changing is NASCAR Today Midday, keeping you up to date. To be able to drive for Roger Penske on the cup side has been something I've always wanted to do. And uh, to bring the 12 car back, I think it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Your midday NASCAR fix is NASCAR Today Midday. Weekdays here on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Final time onto the back straightaway. Very smooth as Brett Moffitt up off from turn number two. Eases that truck now down to the bottom of turn number three. Brett Moffitt, the race leader. They come off of turn number four. Checkered flag is in the air. And for the fifth time this season, Brett Moffitt takes the checkered flag and will win the Lucas Oil 150 at ISF Raceway in Phoenix. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Friday night on the Motor Racing Network. It was Brett Moffitt taking a trip to Gatorade Victory Lane on the new and improved ISM Raceway in Phoenix. And Brett's with us right now. Brett, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on getting the win Friday night at Phoenix. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it was really special to be able to make it to Victory Lane. Um, I've actually, Phoenix was the first racetrack I ever went to with my dad as a kid. And it was really cool to be able to share that moment in Victory Lane with him from from being a little kid cheering on the races to, to going to Victory Lane at ISM was really special. And i got to say, they did a really great job remodeling the racetrack and really made it a great experience. What do you remember about going to the racetrack with your dad back in the day? Honestly, not a whole lot. I, was, I really wasn't that into racing back then. And, you know, I, I was five, maybe seven years old, so my attention span wasn't all that long. And I really thought it was cool for about the first 100 laps, and then I was kind of <laughs> over it. But... Um, you know, it was, it's really special to, like I said, to, to go there as a kid for my first race and then go back and be able to win a race there. And, um, man, I can, I can tell you one thing though, just driving into the racetrack, the way they have it laid out now is it's absolutely beautiful as, as you come over the hill and you see the grandstands and the racetrack and, um, you know, all the nice new amenities where in the past it was, it was getting a little bit run down and, and now it's one of the nicest places we go to. Now you find yourself smack dab in the middle of a run for a championship. You got one race to go coming up this Friday night at Homestead Miami Speedway. You're going to be running on with a championship or running for a championship with Justin Haley, Johnny Sauter, and Noah Gregson. Homestead Miami Speedway, mile and a half racetrack. What are some of the nuances of Homestead? It looks to be a fairly straightforward mile and a half racetrack, is it? I would say Homestead is is the oddball of, of the mile and a half we go to. It's the only true oval, first of all. And second of all, it's such an old abrasive surface that it really makes for a wide racing groove. Uh, the tires have a ton of fall-off. will fall off over two seconds in a run from new tires to old tires. Um, and I just I, I love going to Homestead. I've never been there in a truck before, but I've got a couple of cup starts there, which I think that experience is really going to help. Um, I've never been to Phoenix in a truck before, but I had a couple of cup starts. So. Hopefully we can repeat and have the same same results and go to Homestead and compete for a win. I know they've got variable banking in the corners. We always talk about how the potential is there for a driver to potentially self-medicate a truck before it gets to pit road if you need to. you got a lot of lane offerings in the corners. Does that help you knowing that if you've, if you've got a challenge with the truck getting it dialed in, that you can maybe change your lane, change your approach, before you get to pit road to kind of help the truck's performance along the way? Yeah, I, I love the, the idea of that and, and the fact that you can do that at Homestead and make it work. Um, you know, growing up, 
after I raced go-karts, I raced a lot of dirt modified around the Midwest and Iowa. And, and dirt, you're constantly moving around looking for the grip and looking for a new line. So, um, you know, at a, at a young age, I learned the ability to do that, and I think that's going to pay off at Homestead, just being willing to move around, not get married to one line, and, and be aggressive on your lines. And, and I think you can make up a lot of speed as a driver there just by – one, being able to manage your tires better by moving around, and two, just finding that extra grip and be willing to go where no one else has gone. I asked about the team a few moments ago. Before I let you go, I want to ask about, about you. Where's your, where's your mind here as you head into this championship race on Friday, and are you prepared to run for the title on Friday night? Yeah, certainly. You know, I think, I think all of us, including myself, were, were mentally a lot stronger and more prepared for homestead than we were for any round of the playoffs um i put a lot of pressure on myself in each round of the playoffs to make it to the next round just because of how hard our team has worked all year and how well we've performed uh, and with the playoff system it, it's easy to get eliminated if things don't go your way so i was probably more stressed about making it to homestead than the homestead race itself um but if you ask me in 48 hours, I might not have the same answer. So I think we're ready. I'm ready to go down there and be aggressive. I think we're going to have to win the race to win the championship, and that's what we're going to try to do. Well, you'll hear it live right here on the Motor Racing Network. Friday night, the Ford EcoBoost 200. Brett Moffitt, Justin Haley, Johnny Sauter, Noah Gregson fighting for the 2018 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship. Appreciate you stopping by. Congratulations on that Phoenix win, and all the best to you in trying to grab yourself a championship on Friday night. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to getting to Homestead and getting things going. Safe travels, my friend. That's Brett Moffitt. Coming up next on NASCAR Live, Kim Coon's going to have a social media minute. And later, we'll chat with MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni. Improve visibility when you replace your worn wiper blades with a pair of Bosch Focus or Trico Titan wiper blades during O'Reilly Auto Parts See Better Drive Safer sale. Plus, you'll get a $15 O'Reilly gift card after mail-in rebate. Get premium blades at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. Busy triple header weekend coming your way from Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend. Our coverage will begin Friday with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice. You can hear it on MRN.com at 1 p.m. Eastern Friday afternoon. It'll be pole qualifying for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup cars. You can join us at 6 p.m. Eastern Friday evening. That will immediately be followed by the Ford EcoBoost 200. The season finale for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series comes your way at 7.30 Eastern. Then on Saturday, three broadcasts for you there. We've got cup practice at 11.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. on MRN.com. It'll be the NASCAR Xfinity Series finale, the Ford EcoBoost 300, coming your way at 3 p.m. Eastern Saturday. And then we're back to drop the curtain on the Cup Series season with the Ford EcoBoost 400 Sunday afternoon, 
1.30 p.m. Eastern right here on the Motor Racing Network. Kim Kuhn joins us next with a Social Media Minute. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcast elevates your senses to the sights, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Austin Dillon leads the pack. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flag's waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's time for a social media update. And joining us with that is our Kim Kuhn. Kim, what's the latest? Yeah, Mike, it is championship week, which means we're headed to Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend to determine our champion in all three national touring series. But let's rewind back to ISM Raceway over the weekend. We locked in the other three drivers who will compete for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship alongside Joey Logano. Those being Kevin Harvick, Martin Trex Jr., and Kyle Busch, who won the race in Phoenix. And I've been looking at social media, and everybody's talking about what happened post-race after Kyle took the checkered flag. Now, if you know anything about Rowdy Bush, his signature move when he wins is to do the bow. Well, when he got out of his car at the start-finish line and grabbed the checkers, Rutledge Wood from NBC came over to do the start-finish line interview. Well, Kyle had not yet done his bow, and so on camera, you see Kyle push Rutledge out of the way in order to do the bow. Well, that has turned into a gif in which Kyle has now posted on his Twitter at Kyle Bush. And alongside the gif, he just said, move over Monday. I got a championship to win. It's got a trophy emoji alongside the hashtag 18 and 18. And then in parentheses, he did say, love your Rutledge Wood with like a tongue out smiley emoji face. So he kept it in good humor. But who knows? We could see Kyle Bush doing the bow at the end of the race at Homestead Miami Speedway. Again, we're determining all of our champions in each of the three series. You can follow everything at MRN Radio. And, of course, use the hashtag AskMRN and use that hashtag NASCAR Playoffs, too. Thank you, Kim. This weekend is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Next time you're on your computer, make it a point to visit MRN.com. We have so much to offer from news stories, classic races, race statistics, and original programs like MRN presents the many hats of Jack Roush. It's a 10-part series that highlights the life and achievements of NASCAR's Cat in the Hat. This week's show is about the two tragic plane crashes Jack was involved in. So I'm flying along thinking about this, and I've flown over a set of high-tension wires uh, at the earth end, uh, at the dam end of the, uh, of the lake. The lake was probably uh, half a mile long, three-eighths of an inch, three-eighths of a mile long. I went down at the end of the lake and pulled up to make a turn around and would you believe that the suckers put in a second set of high tension wires parallel to one another, two different carriers, no balls, no reflectors, and where I was with the uh, wires, they were lost in the uh, tree line. 
and I pulled into the bottom wire or the ground wire on this uh, transmission line that's probably 40 feet off the ground. The airplane had a windscreen on it like a Harley Davidson, and so this wire started coming back the, on the windscreen. I ducked, and the uh, wire cable stopped the airplane, didn't break the cable, stopped the airplane, and, and the airplane flew directly straight down into about uh, five foot, four foot of water. Four or five minutes after I crashed, Sergeant Major Larry Hicks, who had been uh, retired uh, Sergeant Major Marine Corps, had been trained for extricating the helicopter uh, servicemen and pilots from uh, intercoastal waterways in Vietnam. So he'd been trained to, to go underwater and to find uh, seat belts and to get a person out. And he was, I crashed 100 yards from his living room. Everybody pretty well knows that I was going through cancer treatments at that time. I could barely walk across the living room up until that point. But I saw him coming down the lake. And I think he recognized the power lines just before he hit them and tried to pull up. And when he hit the power line, he flipped upside down and went in upside down in the lake. That's when I went out and got in a boat that my brother had left the day before. There is so much more to this story, and you can hear it for free right now at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up on NASCAR Live, MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni will join us. And later, Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens, will stop by. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Outback Steakhouse. That's what it's all about. It's Rip the Fence. Join two former voices of USAC, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett, on a ride like no other. You can't really tell much stories because I don't want to get anybody in too much trouble. As the two chat with the faces of traditional open-wheel racing. I was four wheels in a fluff and hot laps, and my dad actually after hot laps says, if you do that again, we're parking it. Catch up on prior episodes and get ready for the ride with Rip the Fence. Available for free to download on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the podcast app. Or available on MRN.com. MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Yeah! Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. This is NASCAR Live. There's Christopher Bell by himself on the back straightaway. He's got a couple of lap cars well in front of him. Christopher Bell in turn three for the last time. He started 38th. 
He will finish first in a must-win situation here this afternoon at Phoenix. Christopher Bell wins at ISM Raceway and punches his ticket into the championship round of four next weekend at Homestead, Miami. A great win by Christopher Bell. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Saturday afternoon on the Motor Racing Network. Christopher Bell overcoming adversity, starting at the back, racing all the way to the front, and getting his seventh win of the season. He'll be running for a championship Saturday afternoon at Homestead Miami Speedway. To talk about that and more is senior writer for MRN.com, Pete Pistoni. Pete, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Good to be with you, Mike. Hard to believe we're shutting down the season here in the next few days. Hard to believe we're doing that, and it's hard to believe that Christopher Bell, number one, at, at a moment there, looked like he was going to be shut out of championship contention, but rising to the occasion and putting win number seven up on the board Saturday. That was quite impressive. It was, and you heard it in his voice the week before at Texas. Uh, he was determined that he was going to get back to victory lane the next week at ISM Raceway, and he did it, and he did it with an even additional challenge, having to go from the rear of the field. And it just seemed like, Mike, we've all seen it before in situations like that with other drivers and teams. He was a man on a mission, and uh, he certainly was on Saturday afternoon and earned his spot in the championship, championship four this weekend at Miami. We can only put four into the championship four. Justin Allgaier's name will not be among them. It's hard to believe that the two drivers that won the most races going into Phoenix were on the outside looking in, and through fortune, Christopher Bell will be a part of the four through misfortune. Justin Allgaier's season coming to a premature conclusion and not being able to run for that championship. Quite frankly, I think that's one of the more bigger upset stories of this whole uh, of, of the whole racing season. Well, I, I, my hand is up in the air on that one too, Mike. I mean, I had Justin Allgaier winning this, this championship. I, I really truly thought that the championship was going to go through junior motorsports. Now, it still might because there are junior motorsports drivers there, but I – Really thought Justin was going to be the guy. But I think it just shows you this playoff format. The regular season is one thing. He was the regular season champion. But you've got to perform, and the margin for error is just so small. If you don't perform, you don't succeed. And he had an issue on Saturday getting into John Hunter Nemechek. It's going to come back to bite you, and it did for Justin Allgaier. He will not run for the title. We have been talking about how Christopher Bell Justin Allgaier have been doing all the winning. So now... When you look at this field of the championship four for the Xfinity Series, you've got Christopher Bell, you've got Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and Daniel Hemrick. Pete, I would say that just by Cole Custer's performance last year alone at Homestead, him and Christopher Bell in that head-to-head matchup, that could be the biggest one of the weekend as far as I'm concerned. I'm with you 100%. And I know a lot of us have been going back to that performance by Cole Custer from a year ago like he just did. But he didn't just win that day. I mean, he just annihilated the field. And his mile-and-a-half program this year has also been very strong. So it's not just because of what he did 12 months ago. But I also agree with you. I think Christopher Bell, that Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota Power, uh, again, as I just mentioned, they seem to be determined to get this guy to victory lane and to to win the championship. Just those two guys alone, I think, are going to be right near the front. And listen, I I would not short-sell, certainly, Tyler Reddick. Remember Daniel Hemrick, who came so close to winning the championship last year, even though he was way in the rearview mirror of Cole Custer in that race that Saturday afternoon. That is just one of many storylines for the weekend, the Xfinity Series Championship. You got the trucks trying to decide a champion on Friday night, and then, of course, the Cup Series on Sunday trying to decide their champion in the Ford EcoBoost 400. And I'm sure there's a lot of content awaiting us at MRN.com. What are you boys working on this week heading into the final race weekend of the season? Well, we've got every statistic you can imagine for all three series. Weekend preview on Thursday, fantasy racing preview. 
those of you that play fantasy racing, this is your last chance, and we've got a lot of details there. We've got some archives, too. You know, we've been racing at Homestead Miami Speedway for a while, ending the season there for a while. But as you know, doing it under different formats. So I think it's a pretty cool trip down memory lane. But we'll have all the results, the statistics, the stories, the analysis from all three races all weekend long. So keep it at MRN.com. You're not going to want to stray too far away from our website this weekend. Let's hit the Truck Series storyline. Brett Moffitt, Justin Haley, Johnny Sauter, Noah Gregson going for the title there. What's your gut tell you with that uh, four-man free-for-all going for the title? Well, it's almost the same as what we just talked about. I feel very strongly about Johnny Sauter and what he's done with GMS Racing. Uh, but, you know, Noah Gregson with that Kyle Busch Motorsports power, uh, I think he's going to be right near the front. But, boy, Brett Moffitt and that Hattori Racing team has really been a surprise. The fact that they didn't know what they were doing at the beginning of the year and wound up going through the year not knowing that they're going to be able to cobble together enough sponsorship, just go to the next race, five wins, last week puts them into the championship four. I'm, I don't know if he's going to be that far out of it, but I, I'm a guy that likes to go with experience. And there's something about Johnny Sauter, mile and a half racetracks, and GMS racing. I think he's going to be the guy to prevail on Friday night. And then that brings us to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship story. There's a lot of experience there. Joey Logano, the only non-champion racing with Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Kevin Harvick, a four-man free-for-all for the Cup Series title. This may be the tightest championship four in the Cup Series we've had ever. We've never had four drivers back into the championship four who have all been there before, and we've got that this year. We've got three of the four, as you say, all with cup championships. Joey Logano, the only guy without one. And the story of the fact that those four drivers have accounted for 22 of the 35 wins this year shows you, to me, this is the best of the best. I'm with you. I could be on the, the, the air with you for the next hour and make a case for all four of these guys <laughs> winning the championship. My, again, my gut, my gut's telling me, though, Kevin Harvick might be the guy again. He's a, he's a determined guy after what's going on in the last couple of weeks, but it won't be easy by any means. This is going to be pretty tight Sunday night. Motor Racing Network on the air, MRN.com online, your destinations to keep track of everything coming out of Homestead, Miami Speedway. Pete, appreciate the time. We'll see you down in South Florida, and we'll look forward to seeing how all this unfolds here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday there at Homestead, Miami Speedway. It's going to be a lot of fun, Mike. Can't wait for the weekend. Thanks. Thanks, Petey. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll talk with Kyle Busch's crew chief, Adam Stevens, and later we'll preview the Ford EcoBoost 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway with Kyle Busch, with Martin Truex Jr., and with Joey Logano. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Right now, save on five quarts of Castro Edge Full Synthetic or Synthetic High Mileage Motor Oil and an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for $27.99. Upgrade to a Mobile One Filter for $3 more. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone eFinancial makes buying life insurance easier thanks to a mix of technology and personal service. When you call, our agents listen to learn your needs. Then utilize our cutting-edge platform to search options from leading companies. You get the right coverage at the right price thanks to our blend of advanced computer algorithms and plain old conversation. Get covered today. Call 1-866-244-5580. Or visit eFinancial.com. Uh, that's eFinancial.com. In all states or situations. Kyle Busch's crew chief Adam Stevens joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
MRN's Throwback Thursday. The greatest races in NASCAR history. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding. Pearson is still running. As they come to the stripe, the winner is car number 21. They spin. They go into the outside wall. Earnhardt hits the wall. Rudd hits the wall. And scooting through is Jeff Bodine. And he is going to win the Holly Farms 400 here this afternoon. Thursdays at 1 on MRN.com. On demand on iTunes and Google Play. Throwback Thursday on MRN.com. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is quick, efficient, and personal. Unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature espresso drinks, classic coffees, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. With over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, we ran the Can-Am 500 at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Race 1 by Kyle Busch. Crew Chief Adam Stevens joined our Woody Kane earlier today talking about Phoenix and also talking about South Florida. Well, Adam, congratulations on the big win at ISM Raceway. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you first about was Kyle had said, even after the race, that you guys didn't have the best car all weekend, but just kept working on it and got it better when it needed to be better. How did you, how did you overcome that and, and get to where you wanted to be, which was victory lane? Yeah, it's just it's just part of what we do, you know. Uh, it's it's tough to put the best car on the racetrack, and it, it's rare, uh, and it's almost rare for that best car to to win the race anymore <laughs> these days. So, uh, you know, you just have to keep working on it. Um, it, it it's a matter of uh, precise feedback from the driver and how to relate those uh, that feedback to changes on the car, and that's just something that we've built up um, through the years working together, Xfinity racing and Cup racing, and. And uh, it's one of the strengths of this team. And it's kind of been a theme for the year, too, of, of finding a way to win when everything's not going exactly your way. Yeah, that's certainly how you, how you wind up with a championship. And you guys will be going for your second one uh, coming up this weekend at Homestead. Before we move on, though, i got to ask you about the renovations at ISM Raceway. Man, that looked spectacular. How was it from your perspective? It was uh, a situation where you're kind of like, uh, kinda like uh, the animals in a zoo with everybody getting close to look at you, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, aside from the the racing part of it, if you just want to talk about the infield, mm -hmm. I was absolutely flabbergasted about the amount of work that they got done since we raced there earlier this spring. Um, the place is immaculate. It's beautiful. They thought of every single viewing angle from the uh, fan side, um, and the fans being a part of the garage um, isn't a hindrance to us competitors in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it, and there's room for us to work on our cars. Um, it, it was amazing. Um, if, if all the tracks could do something like that, um, I think it would be really big for uh, for the at-track attendance anyway. And uh, I know all the fans there um, had a great time. They kind of walked us through um, the fan zones uh, with tech of the cars, and uh, so they got to see that whole process. And, and in and out of the driver's meeting, they kind of wind you through a little labyrinth of, of all the fans, and uh, it was really neat to see uh, the level of uh, thought and complexity that went into that whole system. Yeah, it seems like more and more of them are moving in that direction, and it's really cool. Well, listen, let's talk about the future now. You've got uh, Homestead coming up this weekend, and you've done a, a feature with us a few times this year called How Do You Make a Car Fast at the Upcoming Track? So let's go there. How do you make a car go fast at Homestead? 
Well, Homestead is tricky. Um, you know, only going there once a year uh, is is tough because the rules change. You know, this year the tire combinations changed, and the setups ha- have changed wildly since last year, uh, at least for us. So, um, you know, what it's going to take to go fast this year is something different than what it took last year. Um, but what you're looking for is still the same. You know, you have to have a car that is balanced in the multiple different lanes with the different bank angles um, so you can move around. You know, uh, the top's probably the fastest, um, especially with laps on tires, and you need to be good up there, but that groove will go away. And, and, and when you come to traffic, you know, you have to be able to move down a lane or two and, and really make something happen. So uh, the, the trick to Homestead is having something – uh, for the driver that he can run in the multiple different racing groups. And when you do that, everybody knows there's a fastest line around any track, but then you have to be able to maneuver, as you say. So when you do that, do you give up something in that fastest line in order to get you that maneuverability? Well, I mean, the goal is not to, but uh, sometimes you do, yes. But uh, the the whole point of practice and, and your race changes is to make what you are giving up be as small as possible. So a lot of times you can make a change that <clears throat> will help uh, the alternate lines you're trying to run that is is you know noticeable by the driver but maybe not noticeable on the stopwatch and you might be able to backfill that and change something else to get some of that back so um, you know that's where the notebook comes in handy and uh, the feedback between the driver and the crew chief and the team comes in handy when Kevin Harvick won the championship he told me that it wasn't necessarily about being the fastest it was about being fast the longest are you a subscriber to that kind of theory, and, and how do you get there? Because everybody thinks, well, the fastest car is, is what you want, but not necessarily all the time, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, th- there's so much uh, lap time fall off with the tire degradation at uh, Homestead that, you know, busting off a lap a full second clear of the field isn't going to get you much if you're so much slower, you know, 10, 15, 20 laps on tires. Uh, and, you know, we all have 11 sets to run the race, um, and when that caution comes out with three or four or five laps on tires, you're going to want to put them on uh, because there's such an advantage to the tires. But it all depends on the length of the runs and the length of the runs late in the race. Um, if we've all used up a bunch of tires early, the runs in the, later in the race are going to be on older tires. So you have to be fast on older tires. And what you do to be fast on older tires is not what you do to be fast on new tires, um, you know, for short run speed. So there's a major compromise between uh, long run speed and short run speed. And you have to uh, kind of forecast how long the runs are going to be late in the race so you can be at your best when it matters the most. Well, you got to get your crystal ball out for sure to do something like that. Um, one of the themes of the playoffs uh, in this format has always been don't make mistakes, don't make mistakes. And, and one of those that gets magnified, I guess it's kind of like an offensive line in football. You don't notice the guys on pit road until something goes wrong. Is, is there a danger of overemphasizing guys don't mess up, don't make mistakes to the point where that kind of gets in there? Their head sure yeah i mean that's the last thing you want to do is is to get uh your guys you know mechanics or or uh over the wall guys out of their routine you know and they don't come to work every day hoping they don't screw something up they come to work every day to be the very best at what they do um uh, but there's never a good time for a mistake in the car prep uh you know or calling the race or you know loose wheels or speeding on pit road there's never a good time for it but uh 
you you can't harp on the negatives. You have to harp on the routine and let them stick to it. Yeah, it just uh, kind of becomes muscle memory at, at that point. One of the interesting dynamics of this championship will be that you're racing against Martin Truex Jr., the defending champ, and a guy that your team has been sharing info with all season long since they have a technical alliance with you guys. When you get into this environment, does that change at all since that's the guy you got to beat to be champion? That's a great question, you know, um, and I don't think so. You know, um, we, we all lean on each other, you know, internally and with our uh, with our Toyota partners and, uh, you know, with Furniture Row, our technical alliance. And the reason why we're successful and why we're both in there is because we lean on each other. And, and I don't think that's going to stop this weekend. Um, certainly uh, with bringing them into the fold next year, you know, that's going to be a whole other level of cooperation. But, uh, you know, it, it's really up to the drivers to settle it on the racetrack, and nothing would make me happier than uh, us, us two finishing one, too. Yeah, that would be great for sure, a storybook ending. Uh, we had the issue last week with Kevin Harvick getting the penalty coming out of uh, the Texas race, and then Wednesday folks find out about it, and there was this uh, outcry on social media about how come we didn't know before. But don't you guys do this a little differently going into Homestead in which you have to turn your cars into NASCAR a little bit early so a lot of that stuff is out of the way before you ever get there? We have done that in the past, but that was not something that was required this year uh, with all the tech procedures and uh, the Hawkeye system and, and all the stuff they've been doing at the track. They they didn't require that, you know. Um, the the NASCAR does such a fantastic job of keeping the uh, playing field level. There there's just very few uh, remaining areas to work and, and loopholes. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. They feel like uh, they've got that ground covered and didn't require us to do that. One race takes all here in this format. Are you a guy who's a fan of that, that drama and that intensity of that situation, or are you more of an old-school guy who kind of likes uh, the season-long record to dictate who's the champion? Well, you know, there's pluses and minuses to both. I really enjoy the uh, playoff format, um, and I would probably equally enjoy the um, – the full season format too you know i think we would be really good at that as a team uh the the frustrating part about the the current playoff format is that it does come down to one race and you can you know point to one race on the schedule uh of any of the four teams that made it and you might pick one and and it could be a unmitigated disaster for one of the teams you know based off mistakes or based off poor performance or based off of anything you know so when you boil it down to one event um you know anything could go wrong and you'd hate to see the best car and the best team not rewarded because of you know running something over um a flat tire getting a hole in the nose or maybe they picked up some debris and overheated you know that that's not a reflection of their performance um on the whole year and when you take a one race snapshot you really open yourself up to something like that that's adam stevens and woody kane as adam stevens and the 18 team get ready for championship sunday the 40 co boost 400 coming up next we'll look back on this week in nascar history and later we'll preview this weekend's 40 co boost 400 it's our AutoZone commercial free zone brought to you by AutoZone. does your check engine light have you guessing AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. 
We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. It's country music's biggest night, the CMA Awards. Luke Bryan and country's hottest new artists kick off the night. Superstar performances by Carrie Underwood, Keith Urban, Kenny Chesney, Garth Brooks. The greatest music ever. Country music. Plus, can't miss duets. Jason Aldean with Miranda Lambert. Florida Georgia Line with B.B. Rexa. The surprises will be legendary. Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood host the CMA Awards Live, Wednesday, 8, 7 Central on ABC. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We are getting ready to head for the exits for this week's NASCAR Live. In a moment, we'll preview this weekend's Ford EcoBoost 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway. But first, let's look back in time for this week in NASCAR history. And this week, we start in 1994. Sheryl Crow is number one with All I Want to Do. At the movies, Kurt Russell has the number one movie with Stargate. And NASCAR was racing at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Mark Martin was the man to beat that day in the Hooters 500. So smooth all day. Here's Martin entering turn number three. Midway through the banking, Mark Martin entering turn four for the checkered flag. He won on the road course at Watkins Glen, New York back in August. And now some 11 races later, Mark Martin is back in victory lane. He wins the Hooters 500 in Atlanta. Jumping forward to 2005, Keith Urban has the number one country song with Better Life. Not only that, he was the big winner at the 39th CMA Awards by winning Male Vocalist and Entertainer of the Year. On television, Desperate Housewives and CSI are the top-rated shows. And NASCAR was at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. Kyle Busch picked up his second career win in the Checker Auto Parts 500. There is a lap car up ahead, Sterling Marlin, but should pose no problem for Kyle Busch. Marlin gives Busch all kinds of room. Kyle Busch leads the field up turn four. Kurt Busch went home today, fired from his team, but Kyle Busch is going to victory lane. He will win the Checker Auto Parts 500 at Phoenix. And we end our journey in 2011. Adele was raking in the awards at the American Music Awards. Hollywood's power couple, Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher, decided to end their marriage after six years. And NASCAR was once again an ISM raceway. Casey Kane took the lead with 14 laps to go to win the Cobalt Tools 500. Here comes Casey Kane one more time down the back straightaway, hitting set to take Red Bull Racing back to victory lane. Casey Kane Casey Kane knows he's moving to Hendrick Motorsports next year, but he will leave Team Red Bull with a victory here today at Phoenix International Raceway. He wins the Cobalt Tools 500. And happy birthday wishes go out to NASCAR Hall of Famer Terry Labonte and our very own Alex Hayden. Those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. Before we put a wrap on this week's show, Susie Armstrong is standing by this week with a NASCAR Live Race Preview. Thank you, Mike. Four drivers face off for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series title this Sunday as the teams make the final migration to South Florida for the Ford EcoBoost 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway. Joey Logano vies for his first cup championship this weekend 
and knows well the dicey nature of the final clash. I don't know if it makes it more challenging or not, but it comes down to one race, which makes it just different. You know, and, and we, uh, like I said, we've been close and, you know, we've had some big moves and, you know, we've had that situation with Carl and, you know, things change a couple inches a different way and we win the championship, you know, or that caution doesn't come out uh, when we had that restart after that, you know, maybe we could have passed the 48 and we, and we would have won that race. We'll never know, but you know, it all comes down to situations in, in that final race, which is crazy. 2015 HMS winner and cup champion Kyle Busch concurs on the challenge of the season finale as he drives for his second title in South Florida. Be leading the race essentially on that last lap. That's what it boils down to. You know, anything can happen in between. And uh, we've seen it the last few years, kind of how crazy things can get uh, with the with the Logano and Carl restart, with, um, you know, last year with um, me having to run down Truex and then not quite having enough to be able to pass him. Some other years it's it's kind of been uh, maybe anticlimactic, but uh, I'm, I would predict this is the best four, the closest four that have been in our sport in a long time. As Furniture Row Racing prepares to disband, Martin Truex Jr. returns to Homestead to defend his 2017 championship and victory on the fast one and a half mile oval. This is our third trip to Homestead in four years, which I think is uh, you know, something we're all really proud of as a group. And um, obviously as uh, going to be our last race together as a complete group, um, you know, it's definitely going to be a, a special weekend. And you know, all we can do is uh, is prepare the best we can and do the same thing that, uh, you know, we've done down there before and just try our best. That's all you can do at the end of the day. The green flies over the Ford EcoBoost 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway this Sunday afternoon, just after 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1.30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. The season finale for the top reaches of the sport coming up this weekend in South Florida. Can't wait to get down there. And, folks, if you've not made your plans, come on down and see us and spend time with us in Ford Championship Weekend. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Does your check engine light have you guessing? AutoZone's free fix finder service can help you find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone. AutoZone. That'll put a wrap on this week's show. Our thanks to Brett Moffitt for joining us. Also, Adam Stevens for MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistoni and the rest of the MRN crew. I'm Mike Bagley. Thanks so much for spending time with us. We'll talk with you next week after we crown three champions in NASCAR right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down.